in today's show. We look ahead to week 15 in the NBA, how the schedule breaks down, how we can take advantage of it for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepix.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Week 15. We've had lots of weeks, I think two or three weeks in a row, where every day has been a streaming day. It's not so much the case this week, so we're going to be a little bit more selective with what we do. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right, it's week 15. We are heading towards, hurtling towards the NBA trade deadline, all-star break, and then fantasy playoffs after that. How does the schedule break down for the week? Let's check it out. We have seven games Monday, seven games Tuesday. It's pretty good. Then we start to get a little bit busier. Ten games on Wednesday. That's, I guess, somewhat um, somewhat streamable, but probably not, most likely. You've got a six-game Thursday, and then a very weird five-game Friday. Okay. We've got 11 games on Saturday. That's not going to be a streamable day. And then four games on Sunday, which is the day coinciding with... Um, Championship Sunday in the NFL. So we really got you know, two days where it's going to be harder to stream and five where it's easier. And that's in contrast to the last couple of weeks where every day has had that ability to stream in. So do we, we do have to be more cautious with our waiver ads for the week. In terms of how the week plays out, no five-game weeks this week. We've got 13 teams that play four games for the week. They include the Bulls, the Grizzlies, Cavs, Bucks, Wolves, Clippers, Pacers, Magic, Celtics, Rockets, Hornets, Pelicans, and Spurs. They all have four games for the week. We've got 14 teams who play three games. Suns, Kings, Blazers, Hawks, Heat, Wizards, Pistons, Jazz, Raptors, Lakers, Nets, Mavericks, Nuggets, and Knicks. And there are three teams that play two games. That's not great. Warriors, Sixers, and Thunder. Especially when the players on that team, we are talking four top 10 fantasy players. So a lot of you have been carried by a lot of these guys at times this season, and you're going to have um, limited access to use them this year, or this week. Obviously, we're talking about Steph, Curry. Well, I just say Steph and Curry as if they were two different people. Curry, Harden, Embiid, and Gildas Alexander. Those four guys, they've got two games this week. I guess the Steph people, you already know what it's like to be without him. Even the Harden people, he's been out for a long time as well. But it's not great when you've got your star players um, missing or playing only two games compared to the rest of the league who are playing three or four games for the week. In terms of how we're streaming, we are looking Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. It's a little bit different to a regular streaming type schedule in terms of the teams that we look at. The Cavs and the Hornets play all four of their games on low volume days. So they avoid Wednesday, they avoid Saturday. That's the best. 
Some of the four-game teams, for example, the Wolves, the Magic, in fact, sorry, the Orlando Magic, Rockets, Pelicans, Spurs, all of those teams play four games, but it's only two quality games. So it is really important this week. It's not one of those weeks where every team playing four games has the same amount of quality games. There's a big, big variation between grabbing a Cavs guy. Maybe it is Karis LeVert. Maybe it is um, Kevin Love in deeper leagues where you can use them four times versus grabbing a fringe, let's say, Rockets player, Jay Sean Tate, Tari Eason, and using them twice this week. It's also really important that a bunch of three-game teams only play one quality game for the week. Heaps of them. The Kings, Blazers, Hawks, Wizards, Jazz, Raptors, Lakers, Nets, Nuggets. Only one quality game for the week. Whereas some of those teams, like the Heat, well, it's actually only the Heat, they have three quality games. So the Heat's three-game schedule in a daily changes league is actually better than the Wolves. Because you can use them three times as streamers versus twice for the Wolves. And then for the two-game teams... The Warriors have one quality game. The Thunder have one quality game. The Sixers have none. That makes it a lot harder to deal with De'Anthony Melton because you might literally play him zero games this week. That, that, that makes it really tough. And in fact, you know, with the lack of production and if you are in desperation stakes, seated 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th or whatever, around that mark, you might need to get four games in or stream that spot and get six games in. It might be the difference between you making the playoffs and not making it. It's a really bad week to have someone like, and I'm really going to focus on Melton because he's really the guy. We still hold Maxi through it, even though you might not play him. You hold Harden and Bede, obviously you hold Tobias Harris. But Melton, when with a change in role, with a healthy team, with uncertainty with minutes for Melton, and now you might use him zero times this week without being able to put him in IL, that's really tough. And individual circumstances are going to be a part of that for sure. You have to really look at it. And if you dropped him, I don't think it's... I don't think it's the wrong decision. It's all going to be an individual decision, but it's not going to be the wrong decision because of the way that the circumstances have um, played out. Yeah, you, circumstances, and a lot of the time that happens in so many different things um, when we're talking fantasy is that circumstances are super important. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. We know daily fantasy. We know we're not looking at a situation with price picks where we've got to put together lineups with salary caps and going up against thousands of different people. It's just you, one-on-one versus player projections. So you might be looking at DeAnthony Melton. He might have a player points line set at 5.5. You go, well, maybe this is the day that Melton starts to hit some shots. So we say he'll score more than five and a half. Or we'll have James Harden, nine and a half assists. You go, is he? he'll get double digits there. So you go more than that. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections. You put them into a lineup and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back just by doing that. You can do it in over 30 states and in Canada. It's fast and easy. Entries can be done in under 60 seconds and it doesn't just have to be for the NBA. You can do it for the NFL. You can do it for the NHL. You can do it for PGA golf. You can do it for college basketball. You can do it for soccer, WNBA when that starts, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, European basketball, cricket, and of course, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at back to backs. Heading into the week, Sunday, Monday, so ending week 14, starting week 15. 
got the Blazers and the Grizzlies. You always got to be careful. Apparently, on all of these weekend back-to-backs, John Morant appears as questionable with a hip injury, so we've always got to watch that. Um, Bain and Jaron are playing back-to-back, so that's okay. Portland should be fine. Nothing to really worry about too much there. There are quite a few back-to-backs at times this season. This season, this week. Monday, Tuesday, Chicago, Boston, and Charlotte have the back-to-back. We're really cautious there with Boston. Tatum will be back after resting on the weekend with a wrist issue, but we're pretty confident that Horford will sit one and Rob Williams will sit one. So that boosts Derek White, it boosts Grant Williams, it boosts Malcolm Brogdon quite a bit as well. The Hornets, well, you know, I'm doubtful that I'm going to know what the injury situation is, but apparently LaMelo Ball could be interested in maybe looking at coming back at some point, potentially soon, maybe um, on this road trip. And I'm deliberately being obtuse because they are. And I have no idea whether LaMelo Ball comes back this week or not, but they're making it a possibility, which they always do just to annoy everybody. For the Bulls, Levine hasn't been sitting back-to-backs, so I don't think we have too much of a worry there. Tuesday, Wednesday, again, Wednesday's a higher volume day, so this back-to-back might not be important, but we've got the Lakers, the Pacers, the Pelicans, the Wizards, and the Nuggets. The Pelicans, we'd have to watch if Ingram decides he's available to play, that he would sit one of those games. And then the Lakers, LeBron is always at risk of seeing a back-to-back with his ankle problem. But the Tuesday-Thursday, which is a pseudo back-to-back, which is what we want to attack. Low-volume Tuesday, low-volume Thursday, without worrying about the high-volume game in the middle. You've got a lot of teams that have it. Bulls, Clippers, Cavs, um, Suns, Hornets, Celtics, Mavericks, Knicks. Really good schedule there to, to try those guys. Wednesday-Thursday, you've got Spurs, Nets, and Rockets with the back-to-back leading out of that big day. Nothing major to worry about there. Thursday, Friday, uh, only one team has the Thursday, Friday, and that's the Cavs. That's why they've got one of the better schedules with the four quality games this week because they've got, they take advantage of this Thursday, Friday combination. So yeah, you do look at maybe a Karis Levert, maybe you look at Isaac Okoro in deeper leagues, although he's not really trustworthy. Friday, Saturday, remembering Saturday has 11 games. You've got Orlando, Minnesota, and Toronto. Um, again, it's really going to be hard to stream that back-to-back. What you really do want to look at is Friday, Sunday, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Indiana. So you get the two games there on the two low-volume days to end the week, and there are five teams that have got that combo. The weekend back-to-back, it is, again, we've got 11 games um, on Saturday, so it is going to be hard. But the Clippers play a back-to-back. That's important. So you're going to have Kawhi sitting, maybe Paul George sitting. Maybe they don't sit. They probably do. And then the Pelicans, which, again, you'd have to worry a little bit about about Brandon Ingram's status in that back-to-back across the weekend. So what's our streaming plan for the week? So theoretically, we've got five open days. So we should be able to get five games out of a streaming spot. I think the best way to attack this is to start with either a Bulls player or a Hornets player at the beginning of the week. We start with Chicago or Charlotte at the at the start of the week because, again, we're trying to maximize games in terms of wave rates. And if we add one of those guys, they play Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. We don't worry about the 10 games on Wednesday. So we get three games for the price of one wave rad. Then you look, I think, individually and stream Friday, and then individually stream Sunday. That's five games using all five of those streaming days. It's using only three waiver ads, so you've got an extra waiver ad there in case you get an injury, in case you get another slot open up, in case you want to do more of a long-term stash. So you're getting the five games out of one roster spot and saving one waiver acquisition to do whatever you want whether you do have an opportunity to stream two guys in on Sunday, or if you've got that extra waiver ad, maybe you look to stream someone who goes um, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, which I think might only be the Cavs who have that Thursday, Friday, Sunday combination. 
So you might open up that extra roster spot and get the three games in for, for another roster spot with one waiver acquisition to end the week. That's going to depend individually on how you're able to create space on your roster. Wow, yeah, create space. Yeah, create space just on your roster. That's what I'm trying to say. If you look at how the things shake out to begin the week, the Bulls, the Hornets, the Celtics, the Spurs, and the Rockets start the week with three games in four nights. Now, I've already talked how the Bulls and the Hornets play three games in four nights, skipping Wednesday. The Celtics, Spurs, and Rockets play three games in four nights. They don't... Um, they don't skip. Oh, actually, sorry, my bad. The, the Celtics also have the Monday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, the same as the Bulls and the Hornets. They're, they are... You know, you can try, when you're trying the streaming plan, you can try those guys to begin the week as well. Um, when we're looking at the, the Spurs and the Rockets, they don't have the luxury of that. They play Tuesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, so that Wednesday nullifies it a little bit, but there is a little bit of value in them. The bad side of the beginning of the week, the Warriors, the Thunder, the Raptors, and the Sixers don't play until Wednesday, and Wednesday is a 10-game day, so really, these teams don't play a quality game in the first four days of the week. We already talked about Sixers having none for the week. But like, if you did add a Precious Achua, like there's no point holding him. You won't play him for the start of the week. Yeah, fringe Thunder players. That might be a Kenrich Williams. It's not Jalen Williams, Bronco. You hold him. Um, it's Lou Dort. It's um, yeah, Mike Muscala or Pig Williams or any of those random blokes. The Warriors, it's um, Kavon Looney. It's Dante DiVincenzo, where you're probably just not going to play them for four days. To end the week... The Cavs and the Clippers end with three games in four nights. The Cavs are the only one with a Thursday, Friday, Sunday. The Clippers have Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, which isn't quite as useful. The Warriors are the only team not to play uh, on the weekend. So the other two game teams... Sorry, that's my mistake. The Thunder also don't play the weekend. What's going on with me? The Thunder don't play the weekend as well. So the Warriors and the Thunder don't play on the weekend. Be aware of that. Um, today's episode is brought to you by... Fangio, the NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On, because they're the number one sports book in America, it is Fangio. If you're new to Fangio, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today to get started with a $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads and player props. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. If we have a look at the NFL action, they've got the Bengals, five and a half point underdogs for Sunday's game and the Cowboys, three and a half point underdogs. Okay, there you go. You can check that out over at Fanduel. It's all, all, those, all those bets, including you know, futures, Super Bowl bets, um, they're all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, basketball fans, don't forget and don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get a $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanjul.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanjul, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Let's look at some players who might return this week. Dare I say Jonathan Isaac? Dare I say Brandon Ingram? Dare I say Chris Middleton? I mean, it's all possible. Is it likely? I don't know. Ingram's obviously been out for two months with a bruised toe. Middleton's been out with knee soreness, which we have no idea what it means. Jonathan Isaac's been out with, I'm not going to call it an ACL, because it's not. It's been three years, and it's definitely not an ACL. So I don't know what Jonathan Isaac's been out for, but they all could return this week. So could, at the end of the week, Anthony Davis. So some real big movers and shakers could be coming back. Maybe not so much Isaac. Some guys could be coming back to really shake up rotations and shake up values of Herb Jones and Trey Murphy and Najee Marshall and Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen and whatever value Tom, 
Tom Bryan has or Winion Gabriel. We also might get Chris Paul returning. I'd say it's pretty likely that we get Chris Paul returning. So some really big names on the docket to potentially return in Week 15. Now, of course, maybe none of them return because that's the way injuries have been this, this year. But we'll see. If we look at weekly leagues, are you in a weekly league? If you don't know that you're in a weekly league, you're probably not in a weekly league. A weekly league is a league that changes their lineup once a week. You cannot make adjustments every day. You can make them once a week. So this is what we're talking about. Players that might be on your waiver wire that you can add and you would actually start them this week. Kyle Anderson, absolute no-brainer. These guys are all available in over 40% of leagues. Timothy John McConnell, four games. Jalen McDaniels, yes, Gordon Haywood may be returning. Maybe Lamella Ball returns, but I still like the value of McDaniels for this week. Trey Murphy and Herb Jones. Like I don't have any idea what Ingram's going to do. Maybe he is back, but I think that if he does come back, he will be on limited minutes. I still feel okay about using those guys. Dennis Smith's a little bit up in the air with maybe Lamella returning, but do I trust the Hornets? Of course I don't. Why would I? Have they given me any reason to trust them? No. So I'll be okay with using him. Pat Williams and Andrew Nembhard, also some other options in a category league that we can look at for the week. In terms of players to sit, Let's look at the two-game teams. I'd sit all Warriors unless they're named Steph Curry. I'd sit all Sixers unless they're named James Harden or Joel Embiid. And I'd definitely sit all Thunder players unless they're named Shea Goodis alexander So yes, I would sit Josh Giddy. I would sit Tobias Harris. I would sit Tyrese Maxey. I would sit Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green. I wouldn't start any of them in a standard 12-team weekly league. Other guys I would sit, a couple of Pistons, Isaiah Stewart and Jaden Ivey, Jared Vanderbilt, Bruce Brown, Malik Beasley, they're all limited with three games this week. There are better options out there who play four games, and they're just not that good in general to be playing with a game's disadvantage. If we're looking at points leagues, guys available to add a lot of the same names, Kyle Anderson, TJ McConnell, Jalen McDaniels, Dennis Smith, Jeremy Sohan is starting to play a bit better at the moment. Zohan now! I don't mind him as a speculative ad, um, especially for this week. Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Andrew Nembhard. A lot of the same names there. And a lot of the same stuff in terms of players we sit. We sit all Warriors apart from Steph. We sit all Sixers apart from Harden and Embiid. We sit all Thunder apart from Shea. We sit Onyeka Okongwu in a points league. In a category league, he's on the fence. I'd probably still consider him. Um, KCP and Bruce Brown in Denver. I wouldn't start those guys in a weekly points league, and I also wouldn't start Jared Vanderbilt. In fact, I wouldn't roster Jared, Va- Jared Vanderbilt in a 12-team points league or a 12-team category league for that... Um, I don't know what I was trying, trying to say. Completely just lost the frame of what I was saying there. That happens when it's early on a Sunday morning. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.